All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Vinny Fisher back with another episode of Total CEO. Hey, some of you might know that I'm building a great new enterprise that's probably not so new as the time of you watching all this. Uh, and so we've built out this great uh, company called Total Team. And we're everything from our system and structure to being the ones who run your team department. And so if that's exciting to you, come check us out at TotalTeam.com. But I've I'm real excited. You know, you may or may not know this, but I say it from time to time. I believe as the leader of our business, there are two things we have to focus on. One is team, which is why I've built a business all around team. Everything I do is about team. A book I wrote, it's all about investing in your team because otherwise you have a job or you have a company and team is critical to go from job to company. The other part of it is marketing. And if you aren't priming the pump and prospecting and expanding your awareness, then you're not getting clients. And so without team and without good marketing, everything else is an expense. And so I'm excited. I've got someone on the show here today. Anna, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you. And so let me tell you a little about Anna Malikin. Malikin? Malikin? Yes, Malikin. Better. Yes, Malikin. I really like to make sure our names, I want someone calling me correctly by my name. And so Malikin, uh, is that right? Malikin? Yes. Say it, say it for us so I can make sure. Anna Malikian. Malikian. Oh, that was close. Anna Malikian. Okay. Anna is an expert at marketing and driving clients to a business. That's what she does. So CEOs, I want you listening to her tips about more clients, more fun. And so much so, she named her company after that. MoreClientsMoreFun.com. And we'll have a link for you, but if you want to check out Anna at moreclientsmorefun.com, you'll get free tools. She's got a killer webinar about how to use her favorite platform in LinkedIn and using that as a really great tool to get you to drive those leads and expand your awareness. All right, commercial aside, <laughs> Anna, I love to dive right in. You ready to dive right in? Please go ahead. How do you help somebody who just is so convinced that it's about their service offering and not about prospecting. How do you break that person to flip that on its head? I, I will use what you said in the beginning for a start, that for having a business, you have to have the team and you have to have the marketing. So I think many people, I, I work a lot with coaches, consultants, and trainers that usually were uh, they start as solopreneurs, one-person business, yeah. and some of them are starting to grow out, uh, to grow more than that. That is wonderful to see. But the reality is that if you are a solopreneur, one-person business, you are riding a bike. You can enjoy the ride, can be a great thing, but it's really a limited things that you can do. When you start to grow, you really are like bringing, getting a bus full of the right people. You really can go a long way. It's like, I think there is an Africa proverb that if you go alone, you go fast. If you want to go, uh, um, if you go together, you go farther. And oh, I think I that. that. So, so let me, let me, I love that. It's like one of my <laughs> new favorite proverbs. If you want to go alone, you're going to go faster. Yes. If you want to go together, you're going to go farther. Ooh, yes, that's like a and tattoo. That, <laughs> Anybody who wants a tattoo, there's one for the day right there. I love and, it. 
and maybe I'm paraphrasing a little bit the original it. thing, but I, I the meaning is African is going to come running through the screen mad at that you get, we're close. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And is that you, you have to build that bus full of the right people for a nice, fun trip that can be your business, your company. But the reality is the bus will not go anywhere if it doesn't have fuel. <laughs> And the marketing is the fool, is the prospects, the people that are buying your service, buying your products, is what is going to energize the engine of that bus to keep moving you forward. That is the reality that I know mainly for people like many of my clients that they really, they love what they do. They really change people's lives. And that they, the idea initially of marketing and sales feels uncomfortable for them. Ugh. It's not what they feel that, oh, I... I know, I, it's almost like it lessens their value or like they feel like they're yeah, selling. Yeah, selling kind of and, and this value, what, but if they don't learn that skill, first, uh, what oh, is a mindset thing. This is not something that you are born with. Yes, there are people that from, uh, this, since they have their lemonade stand, they start to sell. And, but most people are not like that. More people are not uh, born as uh, salespeople. Well, by the way, that's true in a lot of things, Anna. And I, I'll tell you, we say on this show all the time, leaders are not born, they're built. Yes. Right? So we're talking to owners and operators of businesses. We, we continue to work through the trials of our life to get better at this. I yes. was a natural born leader. I had natural born talents. That's going to make me a little bit yes. better at leadership, but I have to continue to hone that. So that's what you're saying about sales. It's oh, like, tot- we got to get better at this. Not automatically like some people are salesmen and some aren't. It's just a not true statement, right? It totally, and it's like what you say, and in different parts of our professional life, we have to learn different skills. And sometimes I think we become too comfortable with our zone of comfort. Are you speaking uh, directly to me, Anna? I hear you speaking <laughs> right to me on that. Uh, and we, we have to stretch a little. And it's part of that because we are great, what you say, again, thinking about that person that starts the business because they are good in something. And in the beginning, they have to do everything. And they are very good in some areas. They are okay in other areas. Then they start to bring that team in. Great. But then they have to learn that leadership skills. That is different being a leader than being the doer. And the part of all that learning process is also learning about sales. And people can think, oh, I can bring some salespeople in. Great if you are in a position to do that. But you have to understand sales and marketing in order to lead that person. It's not that you are going to be doing their job on that, uh, but you have to know how to lead them on that. Okay, okay. So let's, let's, let's stop right there for a second. So the first part I heard you say is we got to get you thinking like, listen, if you, it's like an interview. If you're not going to brag about yourself, then who the heck is going to, right? <laughs> so let's assume we get people at least kind of believing you right now that, all right, I got to do this. I got to do it. Where would you say to somebody, start here, do this? In terms of sales, uh, you have to see yourself and possibly uh, you are the rainmaker of your company. All right. So let's assume like the mindset's there on the mm-hmm. rainmaker. Let's just, mm-hmm. let's just, let's, let's, let's agree yes. this. I, yes. I know that's the biggest fight, Anna. So I'm not trying yes. to fight it, right? I yeah. realize like I'm asking you to say, okay, we've moved the iceberg. Now yes. let's talk about the yes. tidal wave. But let's assume we've got your, our audience hearing you saying, okay, I know this. They at least have the knowledge. What would be your first action item step? You'd say, go do this 
CEO. Trust me, do this. Okay. Go and look to your emails. Go and look to your contact lists and start to define who, where your clients are coming from. I love you. This is awesome. Stay right here because I believe that everyone is so worried about automation and all these cold calls right around your network. You have so much business opportunity. Oh, yes. Stand upon this. This is great. This is the evergreen thing. So they say, I'm not, I, I, I love Facebook ads. I love many of them. Uh, they say email marketing. I love all of that. But the core of, uh, I think, any business any successful business that I know so far at the core, there is a network of people that help you Love be it. successful. So here's the reality of it, right? This is what, we're with Anna Milikian, who is <laughs> the owner of More Clients, More Fun. And you can find her at moreclientsmorefun.com. One of my favorite things is your name of your business. I'd love it. <laughs> because really, aren't we having a better time when clients are coming in the door? Oh yeah, oh. Say, and we and we are we are helping more people if we bring more people in. Yeah, I think all that just is true, right? If more are coming in the door, then and we like what we're doing. It the food tastes better. My oh yes. time with Debbie is more enjoyable, which is my wife, by the way. <laughs> and all that just gets better when clients are coming in the door. And so, love the energy around the name of your company. So, listen to what she just gave you guys advice about. You, you can bang the phones, which is email, LinkedIn, hit your stuff of the people already around you. Stop putting so much energy into scaling something that you're not even ready to scale. I tell you, Anne, I can't tell you how many service businesses we talk, by the way, there's so many of them, right? How many companies we talk to that we say, if I gave you five more leads right now that closed, what would happen to your company? And they freak out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, then why are you such in a hurry to automate things? Why yes. don't you bang the phones and get some more clients? Yeah. And, and I think people are afraid of what you named earlier, which is this idea of selling. Yes. And let me bring, since you like quotes, my uh, more clients, more clients, more fun. We are three uh, founding members of the company. And and, uh, so it's me, Joanne Hanane and Paul McManus. And Paul, Paul this is your partner? Yes. I watch his stuff on LinkedIn, his video stuff. And that's cool. Yeah, yes. Cool. So he's pretty active on that. Hey, oh. in spite of you having Paul, your company's great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that he says that I totally agree, first you have to nail it, then you scale it. Nice. And we see and we see people time and after time t- trying to scale something that they didn't nail it first. It's like they want to try to Facebook ads. Do you have a funnel that work or sales cycle that work? No, so you are throwing money out of the window. Uh, what are you doing? So, uh, but, and like you said- You're one of I, my new favorite best friends. In spite <laughs> of you having a business partner named Paul, everything else is, that's awesome. Uh, this is really good. And, and it's incredible when I speak with successful business, and I'm speaking already business that they have a structure and they have a team, and I'm speaking with them. We are, they are asking me about LinkedIn and all of that. And I ask them, okay, where most of your business come from? These are already established companies. And 90% of them will tell most of our business come from referrals. 
Yeah, wish marketing. I keep yeah. doing the work and I wish somebody will tell yeah. somebody else. And it happens with time, it happens. And then I ask them, okay, what, explain to me, what is your referral system? And there is a silence. More often they're not. I just spoke to a guy the other day, Anna, you'll love this. I said, he's like, hey man, I'd like to get a a referral relationship going. I'm like, cool, so what's your referral business if that's what you want to focus on? He's like, oh, well, it's just like, we're just like, you know, you'll send people to me. (laughs) What? Like, yeah, it's not a referral relationship. What is that? Exactly. Like, I'm going to take all my energy and like focus on growing your business because that's just what you want me to do. Like, it's so strange how people think this way. And even though they say the companies that they have, that they know that most of their business, they get through word of mouth and through their connections, network of connections, they don't have, they don't put the time and effort to see, okay, how can I optimize this? How can I keep better in touch with the right people to keep them speaking about the work that we do? And how can I make their lives easier? Like you say, they are not going, they are not our sales representatives. They said that sometimes refer us out, but how can we make their lives easier? How can I get more people like that, that like to spread the word about what we do? So that is what we call our inner core network. And when you really look, go over your uh, 10 recent clients, see where those clients came from, who spoke about you to them, are you keeping in touch with those people? Mm. Are you uh, developing? Because it has to be always this balance of nurturing a core group of relationships that we have. And we also have to be always outreaching bringing people into our network because naturally some people are okay life circumstance change they start to do other things so what you do is not so relevant well, yeah, let's, let's, let's hit the stop button here for a second right so mm-hmm. your business is successful right you guys are helping people how many people do you really think know who you are oh uh, i think much more people should know who no but we are. Uh, they really but, uh, think yeah. it's very little right yes it's a it's a small uh, uh, it's the, small. so yeah, i always we, tell people no i mean I don't care how successful, fully accountable, or total team are. Like at the end of the day, only a very small amount of people who could potentially work with us even know who the heck we are. So if we're not continually expanding our our awareness by self-promotion, why would we think that anyone knows who the heck we are? And and the thing is that uh, even, I'll just say, if we are in front of the right people, because one of the other challenges is like defining the target market. Mm. So many people in the beginning, they feel uh, that is going to constrain them when really allows them to be much more focused and see results. But even if they know who their target market is, if they are in front of their target market, we have to understand that uh, maybe it's not the right time for that person to need what we have to offer. Oh, right. I mean, so, my buddy Frank Kern talks like this all the time. You better do it seven to 10 times. Someone might not make a buying decision for a while, right? So yeah. Paul gets on and your partner does those videos over. Yes, over. we have to be because present in their lives. Somebody is going to resonate with something. And so back on that, find the target market. I love that. We are with Anna from More Clients, More Fun. And you can find that at the .com version of that. And it's also in the link to the show. But this is good stuff. And I love that target market. I want to stop on that for a second. Mm-hmm. Recently, I just did a speech in front of a group about you need to niche down in order to scale up, 
right? Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be all things to everybody and your message is retarded. And, and I mean that in a pipe sense, like it doesn't work, like you can't yes. flow. And that's used to be a clinical term. And now we call this offensive word, but it's, it's diluted. No one yes. knows what the heck you are. And so what you're saying is one of the most important things you do is tighten down who you really work with so you can speak directly to them cool. instead of trying to be all things to everybody, right? Totally. And that, let me do a differentiation and that I uh, between target market and niche. And this differentiation I have, uh, I worked many years with Michael Port of the book Yourself Solid. Uh, and it's something that I really learned a lot from him. In, and this is something that we, we teach in the book Yourself Solid system to differentiate target market for niche. In the way that we see a target market is that group of people that, that uh, that can be defined by industry, can be defined by geography, but it's a group of people that we are targeting with the marketing activities. Okay. And we like to see the niche as the spe speciality, the expertise that we offer to that group of people. So our niche is our speciality. And the reason for doing this differentiation is then we can start to think about, okay, let me think about other businesses, other service professionals, who serve the same target market as I do, but with a speciality, a niche that is complementary. Right, so we, we're complementary to each other, okay. But we are serving the same people. Right, so, so I don't have to work as hard for them to say, hey, go hang out with Anna. She does something really awesome that I don't do because they're sitting in front of the right person. Yes, but if you, some people keep trying to be everything to everybody, they will not define a target market and they will not define the niche. And it will be much more difficult to find people that are willing to spread the word about they do because, oh my gosh, they are not going to uh, be speaking about somebody that uh, is saying that can do something as you do. So, 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 but if you are very clear of what is your zone of genius, what your company is really good at, it's much easier to find other companies, other colleagues in this, that serve the same target market that will promote you. I'm telling you right now, everybody listening, if you do not try even just these things that Anna's giving you advice about, then don't whine about what, what's happening in your business. These are clear, easy action steps. Target market, what's the specialty you offer to that market? Mm. What are you doing to go to your inner core? And is your message clear on what you do? If you fix those things, then the only thing left to do is to do more of it. Yes. And if you don't do that, then like, it's like a drop the mic moment, Anna. Like that's, if you want to go hang out with her more, cause she's cool. You go to moreclientsmorefun.com and you can find her a really cool webinar that she's has for free there that we'll give the link to as well down below, but it's all there for you. And that's awesome. Okay, let's assume this is under that back what you said, seven, <laughs> and they need to keep hearing from you more. This is a great list. What would you encourage one of our listeners, our business owners, whether it's a preneur, solo, or all the way up to big business, what would you encourage them to do right now? Like, what would you say? Go take a self-assessment. What are you really doing? What would you say? This is like a lot, but this is exactly what someone needs to do yeah. is simplify and focus. Where would you tell them a step to take? Okay, so let me give an image about the importance of simplifying and focus, and then I will go one thing that you can start to a very concrete thing that helps you to, to, to test if you are in the right track. So 
an image for everybody that is struggling with this. I see so many companies starting up and solopreneurs out there that are this electrical light bulb, you know, the Edison incandescent light bulb. Imagine a nightlight, a four-watt nightlight. Uh, you can look to the filament inside. It's really, it's really, and if you still have one of that lights, I really turn one on and see it's like a little fire burning inside that light and give that light. It's beautiful. Stop but aging we, me. Uh, yeah, and me too. But the reality is that that four watt night night bulb in the, in the middle of uh, five hundred million other night bulbs, or um, it's like you will it's not invisible. No, you it's don't know if it's on or off. You really cannot differentiate. It. It's invisible. It doesn't exist. Totally. But you know that that same energy, that same four watt of energy, if you put them in alignment in a laser beam, a four watt laser beam is strong enough to burn a, a, a hole in a wall. Mm. It's the same amount of energy. One is all dispersed, the incandescent goes everywhere. And so that I'm one is totally focused. Call you a day. <laughs> you're gonna tell him that. Deal? Yes. All deal. right, cool. Because he loves now, by the way, I'm I can be like this too. So all of us, right? Because we're the visionaries. We think yeah. of people, but we get spread out and we want to go take this wonderful talent we have and layer across multiple things or multiple people. Laser focus. Beam. Laser focus known as the laser lady. Yes. Laser Okay. And, and you have loads of ideas, write them down, get the system that you, yes, you want to take them out of your head to some place, but, but then you have, okay, you look to that, those ideas, what is the idea that I'm going to focus now? And always start with the basics. For instance, you are asking concrete things. So uh, imagine somebody has a clear idea about their target market, about their spe speciality that they're offering their target market. Go to your LinkedIn profile, start there. That is a great place to start. Does your LinkedIn profile shows you up, uh, reveals who you are in terms as a representative of your company, being a solopreneur or a head of a company, the CEO of a company, does your LinkedIn profile represents your foundation or your rock solid foundation and your credibility? If not, start to focus there first of all because even how do you say nowadays if somebody meets anybody and you have an interesting conversation you even can exchange business cards but the reality if that person is interested in know more about you they are going to go google your name yeah that right so i mean I, I tell you I, I don't even hand out a business card anymore and i just say hey, go check me out on linkedin yeah. Hit me up. We'll connect. Yeah. I might even say, let's be best friends on Facebook. But I, I, I send them to my footprint. I don't even... Yes. You can't even get a business card from me, actually. Yeah. I yeah. totally love this. And even if you get... The people already say, they feel okay. Let, let me check. Even in the, they get their mobile phone and they Google your name. Even if you have a great website, an amazing search engine optimization ranking up there, showing first the thing that shows up when they Google your name, your LinkedIn profile is going to be in the first page too. Yeah, it's it might be near the top because it's oh, the yeah. power of their domain name, right? Did you hear everybody? If you're going to be in YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, you're going to show up at the top because oh, of yes. the power of their domain. 
Sorry to hate on all my SEO friends, but Anna is right. And is the incredible thing that happens is that even if you have your website first and LinkedIn later, there is that thing. Let me check them here yeah, in LinkedIn. Because it's, right? it's, like, it's that thing, that, that idea, and people know because they have a LinkedIn profile that they are the ones writing the LinkedIn profile, but there is this perception because it's done here, it's like the resume, you are going to be more uh, formal, true, uh, more formal, organized, more, mature, yeah. corporate, right. people are going to see legitimacy, that's still your resume, right? Exactly. And in the website, oh, that is more how they want to position themselves. And in LinkedIn, the idea is that they are going to get the more true image of who you are. Isn't and that the funniest thing? Like in either case, you can manipulate the heck out of it. But that is, did you yeah. ever want to hear what she just said? Like the reality is even though you can manipulate how you want the world to see you, there's credibility in LinkedIn that they think that that's the real image of you, even if it's exactly the same as your footprint yes. in your website. Oh, that's good exactly. And most people don't, they, they have done LinkedIn profile one day because somebody spoke about LinkedIn. They went there, they dumped the res, their resume there, and they never went to update what they are doing now. So, and that creates, if they go check you out, they find your LinkedIn profile and they go, what, what, uh, creates a disconnect there. So don't, you really need to have a very strong LinkedIn presence. It's really important to have a, a professional looking photo, a great strong headline below your name, and then a strong summary that presents you in the way that you want to be presented. Love so it. that, that and, and that is one of the things that in our training, the free online training that we offer in the more clients want fan.com we walk people through that process what are the basic things that you have to have in your LinkedIn and boy if you just master the basics, with it. right if you just master the basics you hear her everybody this is not you need to have a programmer and figure out how your funnel works you master the basics and your phone's gonna ring oh yeah and it it will ring okay you you have to have that that we always say that imagine you have to have a uh, Let's the image of the bridge. One side of the bridge is essential that you have your foundation and credibility builders in place. That is a given. And I think most people that are listening will agree with that. But that is not enough to get clients. I agree. It's essential, but not enough. But so I want to tell you, I just want to say right there at that point, like the other day I decided to update something in LinkedIn. I just, because you know, I think most people don't realize that updating is like one of the things that LinkedIn loves to yes. hit your entire audience. And so I updated something on LinkedIn. It turned into two clients. Yes. Because it goes in their newsfeed. People become aware, oh, they are going to check you out, the foundation. And oh, let me engage with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, maybe you do in your course, but I'm not suggesting update something every day. You're going to lose a little bit of credibility, but that's a powerful tool because all it's doing is getting everyone out there reminding of who you are. But, but, but uh, I have my little dog here that, that is the right. choice of working at home. Uh, but you were speaking about my colleague, Paul McManus. One of the things that we are doing now is taking advantage of the new LinkedIn capacity video. that now the innate videos. So, so 
you can uh, uh, upload the videos directly to LinkedIn platform. You it. even can do live uh, video, kind of, it's not live stream, but you can record directly from the yeah, mobile right, app. Right, yeah, right from your phone, right uh, in. I just and, uh, and then push, uh, and like you said, oh, I know Paul. Why? Because it's using so much the video. Now, of course, LinkedIn is putting the videos up. I think Paul and I have met before. I mean, I'm so good looking. He can't forget who I am. But so I, yeah, so it's, but he's very reactive on LinkedIn, Anna. And becomes in the top of mind of people. That right. is the thing. So you have the strong foundation and credibility page in place. Then to enroll the high value clients, how do you bridge this gap? It's what we call. Okay, we have the two sides of the bridge, the, right. the gap, and now we want to bridge it. You bridge it by the two classic activities. This is as old as business itself. You have to balance asking and giving. That is the thing. There are, you can call it inbound, outbound, nurturing, no, outreach. It's complicated. You got to ask, ask and you got to give. That is the thing. And you have to keep a balance between the two. If you have ask you, too much, do you, by the way, have you, do you, do you internally, it's only you, me, and like a few other people listening. Do you have like, like where you say like, is it 60, 40, 50, 50, 70, 30? Like, where do you find like the sweet spot in that? Depends. It really depends. But possibly if you want a, a, a rule, uh, we can go to the classic 80, 20. Okay, so a good friend of mine, Ryan Dice, and whether you know him or not. Yes, I follow him. He's a buddy. He's a pal. He says something I love on this subject. He says, you can't make a withdrawal out of the bank account if there's no money in it. Yes. You need to be giving so your bank account builds up. And then take withdrawals. Don't feel guilty about it. And so his attitude is that whether he puts a number to it, are you suggesting 80% give, 20% ask? Yes, I think Ryan would probably align with that. I, I, I tend to agree too. I think we've got to give a lot more and expect a lot less in return. And at the same time, if you don't ask, you are not going to get results. I'll tell you. It's, 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 it's lower. The percentage is lower. And I will advise if you have to put a percentage to be 80, 20, but do that 20. Well, most because people I, don't even do the 20, right? They're afraid they, they, they give, 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 and many times not in a strategical way, give, 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 and they never ask. And if you don't ask, you don't get it. <laughs> That is the reality. You have like four proverbs today. All right, Anna, we're at the end. Okay, so we're going to put the landing gear down. When we're putting the landing gear down, I always love to leave our busy old CEOs with like something. And in light Mm -hmm. of this conversation, what's the hardest thing you're working on in your business right now? The hardest thing that I'm working, uh, honestly, is being, uh, and it's one of your areas of expertise, is the scaling. Hmm. Uh, we are, our company is growing and we are, there is the growing pains of growing. So the yeah. good thing for us is that we, our more clients, more fun, we start as a team. So that really helps us to leverage a lot of the talents of the different founding members. And yeah. now we are bringing, how do you say, we have an operation team. Um, so, but there is, there is that you have to change gears from being doing everything, even when you have the team members, but you are like, you have your area of expertise, you are very good at, and then you have to start to delegate and how to, to, to fail forward. You really have the courage to fail forward. In I'll the tell sense. You, it's funny. I like that language and I'd encourage you to think about this. And I think it's a great, mm-hmm. 
I'm really glad you opened up under the hood a little. That's awesome. Because when a business is successful, the first thing it should have some issues with is infrastructure of people. It should be the first thing. Because if you're not successful, then this shouldn't be your problem. And so since it is, what I would encourage you to do is park a little bit of that fail forward stuff. I actually think that language might put you in a bad spot. I would say that, you know what? Like I was doing that LinkedIn video we were talking about and the phone wasn't wanting to work yesterday. I'm like, of course. And I, I did a little video that was about team and it was like my phone not working. And some days, that's what your team's gonna be like. Yes. But today's investment is gonna produce tomorrow's result. And it's not necessarily failing forward. You are so good at what you do, it's gonna take time to add other members of the team who yes. have any level of ownership even close to what you have. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. And the way that I define, I I like to the sensibly uh, people. The word failure usually people see as a negative way. Yeah, I like to see it as a if you don't have the courage to try things that can fail, go for the no. Yep, you, you are limiting yourself a lot. Well, so, so many people, Anna, are afraid out of their mind that they're going to make the wrong decision. So they 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 serve an idol of perfection, right? Yes. So they're afraid out of their mind to try things. All I was encouraging is someone like you. Yes, totally. It's all about the trial and error, right? And so for that, you you just need to like you, where it gets dangerous with team is you know whether you're quick to fire, slow to hire, and all these other things like. You just got to have an attitude of investing. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. And when you're right, you're right. And you both of those work simultaneous with each other. And you know what? Totally. Going forward, you know, the thing I've learned that's tough for me is I have a very hard time purpose on purpose training my core expertise. Like mm-hmm. I'm amazing at one thing. I look to someone else to help train that if that's what we're duplicating in our company. If it's something else, it gets a little easier. If it's my like magic, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to show someone the magic. Like you just don't, sometimes you don't even know why it's the magic. It just yeah. is. Like, and how to articulate that. That is one of the things that is, articula- that is I think, a take out that everybody can take. We have, I know that can be difficult, uh, but we have to operationalize as much as can be operationalized and, del- and that possibly is the first easier things to delegate. Create yep. checklists, create a process. And yes, arrives to a stage that is more difficult to articulate our instincts. I would encourage you to make the next member on the team make that stuff. Yes. If you make it, at a minimum, they should improve it. But yes. if, if it's not there, have them make it. Because they're going to be better at their job. If you literally help them critically think as opposed to put this kind of robotic motion in place. And so, you know, I've had a few thousand employees. I've had, I don't know, the interviews are off the charts over 10,000, but I know one thing, the ones I help critically think excel. The ones that I've handed everything to, it's like giving something, somebody for free. I, uh, I end up looking back and having to untrain work harder, or maybe I've broken that person. That's usually what happens. And personally, that is being my, my personal, uh, because it's interesting how that is being my personal story. Uh, the good thing about working like with Joanne and Paul is that each one have uh, their strengths and Paul has much more the CEO mindset. Mm. Uh, and I'm learning even, for instance, personally, uh, because I'm the system person, I'm the 
operation. There's no for surprise summer. there, Anna. Your first go-to move was process uh, checklists. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm learning. Even if he says, "Okay, I do a record instead of doing the checklist, do a video recording of what I'm doing, and then." delegate yeah, that and create Let someone else try it yes all right we gotta go anna yes. <laughs> more clients morefun.com go check her out her free stuff is awesome and if you aren't sure just go follow her step-by-step -step awesome advice she's giving and then if you need someone to do it just hit her up her team is right there for you anna thanks for being on the show today a pleasure